This is Radio Sega, and you are now listening to The Sega Lounge. Join the conversation in the IRC chat room by going to radiose.ga slash IRC and on Twitter by mentioning at Radio Sega or using the hashtag the Sega Lounge. Hello everyone, welcome to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Yay! I'm KC, also known as David. Uh, I... I should have Donnie with me tonight, but uh, apparently Donnie is, I don't know, is he sleeping? Is he dead? Probably dead. Uh, whatever is the case, he's not around at this at this point in time. If he joins us uh, later on during the show, uh, we'll let you know because we'll fire him again. Um, joining me tonight, though, I have a very special guest, even though I do say this every week, but I do have a very special guest. It's the Corndog Bandit. Hello. Hello. Welcome yes, to the my show. Yeah, we have lots of special people in the in the in the show for some reason. Uh, yeah, just saying. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be talking um, with the Corndog Bandit in in a bit about his uh, his work. On, on his channel and lots of other stuff uh, but as per usual and if you were listening to the intro of this show you'll know you can join us in the IRC radios.ga forward slash IRC join us there um, we're doing this live tonight so it's it's better this way if you want to ask any questions to the corner band let me know send me a private message to KC uh, in the IRC send me a private message otherwise I'll probably um, I'll probably track of it and uh, I'm sorry about the audio levels especially on uh, your end uh, Zach because uh, apparently uh, I need to switch my, my cables to something better the gold plated cables were the best I wanted to spare some money but uh, the titanium diamond plated cables why why didn't you just why didn't you just spend the extra hundred dollars <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I'll probably if if people uh, feel like where his his uh, volume is a bit low, I'll probably cut the, the bad music. Um, we'll see we'll see about that as the as the show progresses. Uh, but uh, but yeah, join us then. Let's say good, uh, not goodbye. Let's say hello first. We'll say goodbye by later on in the show. Let's say hello to. to yeah, it's 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 like this. I, I'm I'm quick. No, not in all situations in life. Uh, yeah, some situations are not that quick. But, but uh, moving on, let's say hello to Trigon, S4K, O21, Drive 16 Beat Voice, CTR, D'Artagnan, Fluffy Foxy, uh, uh, Joanna Sakura, who joins us tonight after a, a, a long time away from Radio Sega, so welcome back. Uh, Mick Vines, Pharaoh, uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Spinnik, Trekkie, Twini, uh, Vegeta, and Zimidon and underscore Spondy. 
welcome everyone to the show uh, let us know if you want to uh, say anything if you want to give a shout out to anyone or if you want to ask a question to the condo Bennett um, you can also join us in, uh, on Twitter you can send us a tweet at Radio Sega use the hashtag the Sega Lounge and we'll also give you a shout out during the show that being said um, we, we should have Donnie's News Corner But uh, unfortunately, since we don't have Donnie around, bad Donnie, bad Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. Uh, since. Yeah. What are we going to do with, with Donnie? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, since we don't have Donnie, I'll just do a quick rundown of the news that uh, I saw on the Sega Nerds website. My good friends, the Sega Nerds. Um, and if you want to comment on, on any of them, uh, you, can, you can also. Uh, I'm gonna call you Corn because it's easier that way instead of always calling you the Corn Dog Bandit. <laughs> that is that is all right. That is all right. Call me by my my nickname, my my full formal name, the Corn Dog Bandit. It's a little tiring, I know. Or maybe I'll call you the <laughs> the, the first name, the Mr. The Mr. The. Uh, yeah, so uh, this week, what uh, do we see on, on the Sega website? We have uh, Sega Semi's Haruki Satobi is now the executive vice president of Semi Corporation. So he uh, was the CEO of Sega Games and he is now the, the executive VP of uh, Semi Corporation. Uh, and uh, yeah, so apparently this man is going to rule the, the entire company one day. He's Stepping up in, in his, in his uh, company. Uh, what this means for Sega games? Probably nothing, but it's, you know, uh, people like to get inside scoop on whatever's inside Sega and Sega Sammy, so there you go. Also, for Sega Hard Girls fans, there was a concert performed at Japan, or in Japan, uh, this Sunday, November 8th, at the Aharajuku Astro Hall. Aharajuku! Sorry about that. I'm probably insulting someone's mom. Uh, the Harajuku Astro Hall in Tokyo. Uh, the the Sega Heart Girls uh, voice actresses performed uh, a concert. So for those that uh, enjoy uh, the anime uh, and the Sega Heart Girls, that was probably something interesting. Stuff that we'll never get in the West, obviously. Um, and then there were two opening uh, cinematics that were leaked. Uh, one for Project Cross Zone 2. Play, um, um, did you play the, the first one? I did, but uh, unfortunately it kind of got drowned out by some other things that I was streaming, but I really enjoyed that game. And when they announced uh, when they announced Kazuma Kiryu and Majima and Ryo Hazuki, I was I was just all on board for the sequel. Yeah, and Segata Senshiro as well. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember that too. All the Sega love. More love than Sega will ever give us. Now we just need Sonic Boom Sonic and it'll be a complete package. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> the opening cinematic for, for the game was leaked, so you can you can catch that on the interwebs. You can go to the Sega Nerd website and It's, it's there. Uh, and the other one, I, I saw this one earlier today. The Neptunia vs. Sega Hard Girls opening as well. Uh, is out as well. So, Trini says, Casey's boy toy Rio. Yeah. 
But uh, the Neptunia version the Sega Hard Girls. Yeah. Oh, wow. Those are Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you like the Sega Hard Girls, as I said before, there's a Neptunia vs. Sega Hard Girls game coming out in Japan, I believe, um, November 26th. So, for the PS Vita. Obviously, this will never come out in the West. Or maybe it will. I don't think so. But uh, if you if you'd like to import that, it, it's it looks good. The, the opening, the opening cinematic looks good. So, so yeah, maybe the game is, is interesting. I would like to import this, but I know don't know a word of Japanese, so, so I don't think I would be able to play this. So, yeah, not sure. Are you familiar with the Sega Hard Wheels, I feel like I have I have come across them, but no, I have not really I have not really looked into those at all. Is that uh, am I, if I'm thinking correctly? Are those the are those the girls that are like fashioned after Sega consoles, or am I thinking of something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a, an anime okay. uh, that Sega released in Japan last year with uh, the three main consoles: Mega Drive, Dreamcast, and Saturn. It's filled with Sega references, so it's actually there's lots of fan service, amazing. Okay. amazing stuff. I could I could use some Western sa- fan service. Sega needs to stop forgetting about us. We like anime girls dressed in Sega costumes just as much as the next guy, and maybe more, maybe more. <laughs> in some cases. Maybe a lot more. <laughs> yeah, but you should you should check that out. It's it's on the, the internet as well, uh, translated with with the uh, captions. I might have it. Yeah. Uh, and finally, um, European fans, European Sega fans that own a Nintendo 3DS console uh, will get those elusive Sega themes finally this week. Apparently tomorrow, Friday. Um, and I, I, I haven't checked this because usually the, the 3DS shop updates are on Tuesday, but uh, they say it's on Friday, so yeah. Maybe tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, we'll have we'll get the uh, the whole package. I think. Uh, let's see what we we'll get. We'll get uh, Mega Drive, Sega Mark III, Master System, and Game Gear. And uh, the themes will be localized. So instead of Genesis, they will say Mega Drive and stuff like that. Cool, cool. I was actually kind of I was kind of upset. I didn't buy it yet, but. Uh, didn't Master System get cartridges for the folders on 3DS theme, and then uh, Genesis or Mega Drive? The folder was something else. It wasn't the cartridge. It didn't make sense to me. I don't know. It was like a little detail that kind of perturbed me. I have no clue. <laughs> but I, I'll <laughs> check it out when I get them tomorrow. Sorry, I'm such a nerd, Casey. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is Sega? I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, ne- I never saw them so much. I, I actually saw, I think, a video of them, but didn't really pay much attention to it, so I wouldn't know. Apologies. Anyway, those were the news. Uh, this was the weekly Donnie's News Corner without Donnie, uh, so I think we'll just... But but with the Corn Dog Bandit, so, so yeah, uh, we, we made it up to you guys by adding Corn. And a bandit. Duh, duh, Mr. Duh. I know my name isn't Donnie, but I do have a V. I am a V. I guess that v. that counts for anything. Yeah. Uh, Joanna Sakura says, I'm surprised that Casey hasn't said that he's looking for sailors yet. 
I'm always looking for singers. Um, on that note, I think it's time we take a quick music break. And we'll play a couple of tracks that um, Mr. Lee uh, requested for tonight's show. So we'll play a couple of Fantasy Star Online tracks. Uh, we'll start with Pioneer 2. Yeah, and then a song for Eternal Star, which is amazing. Um, any reason, any particular reason why you chose Fantasy Star Online tracks? Oh, uh, well, I didn't get to play it on Dreamcast, but I spent a good portion of my life playing Fantasy Star Online Episode 1 and 2 for GameCube. That was, uh, that was a fantastic gaming experience for me, and this will flood me with nostalgic feelings. I played it online for quite a bit. Awesome, awesome. So we'll take a quick listen to, to this, uh, actually quite short tracks, uh, and we'll be back after this, starting off with Pioneer 2 from Fantasy Star Online. When we get back, we'll uh, talk a bit more with the Chronos Bandits about this channel and its life itself. Because we're not. Uh, keep listening to us. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. 
a song for to know story from Fantasy Star Online. A great tune there, uh, requested by the Corn Dog Bandit, uh, who is our guest tonight. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, that that song! It brings back so many memories. I can hear the I can hear the menu screen sounds. I just want to log on online and and go to the lobby and just hang out. Awesome. Uh, so oh, maybe you maybe you can play Fantasy Star Online too. Oh wait. <laughs> uh, uh, why you you jokester <laughs> you? Oh Sega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe one day. Uh, we're still waiting, Sega, because. You say it's still coming, apparently. One day. You can only cry so many tears, Sega. Yeah. You can only cry so many tears. A shame. Before that, we had Pioneer 2, also from Fantasy Star Online. Um, so, two awesome songs. Rather short, but great songs there. Uh, so, welcome back to the show. Um, this week we'll be chatting with uh, the Corndog Bandit, who is um, a full-time uh, streamer, streamer of games. Uh, but before we get into that, um, how did you get into video games, by the way? And specifically Sega. Oh, it all started when I was a young lad. Uh, let me think. So... Honestly, I believe the the first memories I have of video games in general, um, my older brother, he uh, he was the owner of a Nintendo, an NES, and we we played that together a lot. We would play generally Mario. I think we played a lot of two player uh, Super Mario Brothers three. That's also I know I'm in I'm in bad territory. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep but, going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of fun memories with that. But uh, it wasn't until much later. I mean, we pretty much rocked that nest for a long, long time. But um, we uh, had a neighbor that uh, I don't know if it, maybe people uh, listening, if you had that uh, that neighbor that always seemed to have the greener grass type of thing. They always just had <laughs> the newest stuff. You know, they always had the. The, uh, the more recent technology or the coolest toys, whatever it might be. But this neighbor, and they didn't, unfortunately, this neighbor did not, like, rub it in my face or anything. They were very nice about it, you know. But uh, I remember going over there and um, seeing uh, seeing a Sega Genesis connect to their TV, and it just, uh, it, it was one of those, oh my, oh my, my mind is blown moments. You know, I was watching Sonic speed through Green Hill Zone. It was, it was, it was crazy. I was loving it. And I, I had to have one. And, of course, they also had a Game Gear, which was uh, pretty uncommon when uh, I was a kid. It was pretty much Game Boy or nothing. No one seemed to have yeah. a Game Gear. But I remember playing a little bit of uh, their Sonic 2. And uh, eventually, I begged and pleaded enough and probably got under my parents' skin to where I was gifted a Sonic... Uh, oh, excuse me, a Sega Genesis with Sonic 2 uh, for a birthday. And... It just kind of carried on ever since. Yeah. So yeah, they were like, "Please shut up and take this," but please <laughs> shut the hell up. Yes. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't shut up after this, then you're not getting anything else. So it, it definitely shut me up for a while. I uh, became, I became a little bit of a recluse after I got that. I beat Sonic Two so so many times. I had, uh, for those of you who like to use the. Uh, the game cheat devices. I had a Game Genie, and 
After playing Sonic 2 so many times, I just decided to use Game Genie codes to change the game and play it different ways and different codes and, you know, Super Sonic from level one and all that crazy nonsense. So <laughs> I, I played that game into the ground. Yeah, same here. Um, what was your experience with the, the, the final boss? First time. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, I remember being very frustrated because I... I I think I felt a little overwhelmed not having any rings on the uh, the Egg Walker, or Death Egg Robot, I guess is the official term for that guy, but uh, yeah, that was that was a big, tro that big problem. I remember one of my favorite things to do was get the Game Genie and uh, make sure that I had 50 rings and all emeralds and I would just go supersonic on his ass, and uh, <laughs> you're not... Yeah, you're not you're not getting the best of me this time, Eggman. So I remember doing that a lot. But yeah, that that boss was in, in, incredibly hard, and I didn't figure out any good strategies for that until years later. It just was a lot of trial and error. I remember. Yeah, I, I remember uh, the the first time I I beat the game because you know back in the day playing uh, through the whole game uh, took quite some time. At least for me, I remember being like eight, seven. I don't know, and uh, mm -hmm. it took quite some time because we didn't have safe states. We had to play through the whole thing in one sitting, uh, or at least leave the console on and the game paused and come back later. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Maybe back in my day. Yeah, back in my day, I remember. You kids, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you got now. Uh, but yeah. and uh, and I remember the first time I I actually got to Death Egg Zone, and. Um, I remember uh, having like 40 lives or something and uh, I beat the game uh, when I had only f seven or eight lives left that oh was probably the f one of the first times ever I got um, I got to stay up until 2am or 3am I remember playing that game non-stop and feeling really frustrated my parents sure, were like sure. well it's time to go to bed no just one more try one more try <laughs> yeah like uh, 30 tries later I, I beat the game nowadays it's really easy but, but yeah yeah you can you can pretty much you can pretty much get a game over and you'll start halfway through the level again so yeah all you all you kiddies out there with your save states and your fancy memory cards indeed indeed no but I remember uh, that brought up uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit but it's still Sonic 2 I remember I remember something specifically with Sonic 2 when I first locked on Sonic and Knuckles with Sonic 2 oh, yeah um, I was playing with a neighbor, a different neighbor. This is a different neighborhood at this point. And um, we were playing with Knuckles. And at this point, we only assumed that Sonic was, you know, the only one who went super. And I remember we were playing, and I ended up, you know, I obtained all, all the Chaos Emeralds. And um, it gave us that message, like, Knuckles can now become Super Knuckles. And we just lost our mind. <laughs> we, we could not believe it. We, I think that my friend... He actually like got on the telephone, not a cell phone, you know, a telephone. He dialed his his big brother at his house, and he's like, I can't, he's like, you can't, you're not gonna believe this, but when you get all the emeralds, you can become super knuckles. And we were just going crazy, and we just had a grand old time. I remember that very distinctly. Awesome, yeah, good times, good times. I remember getting getting really upset with Sonic 3 and Knuckles because we we couldn't play as Sonic and Knuckles or Knuckles and Tails. Mm. 
The game. I think it's Sonic 3 and Knuckles Complete or something. Because um, I, I remember playing this. There, there's a ROM somewhere. You can use it on an emulator. And it actually unlocks uh, that kind of playstyle. You can play as Knuckles and Tails or Knuckles and Sonic and stuff. Yeah. I think, I think I've seen that. I have not played it, but I, I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Good funny times. enough, I have uh, I have a I have a pretty funny memory of Sonic Three, which was uh, I remember. Well, first of all, I didn't have Sonic Three or Sonic and Knuckles for a long time. I actually had to uh, multiple times rent the game. I remember that we had a local video store, and uh, we had to rent that copy multiple times. That's how much I liked the game too. <laughs> I would re-rent it, but. Uh, when I finally owned Sonic 3, the, the dreaded barrel, the dreaded barrel that we all get stuck on in Casino, our Casino, God, the Carnival Night. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, I, you know, this is pre-internet, so I had, you know, no, I had no guide, no nothing. I was basically just trapped in this level forever, and I, I remember just, I just remember feeling completely defeated and so disappointed that I couldn't beat it that I just, I think I just like shelved Sonic 3 for a while and just went back to Sonic 2 or something like that. Like I just felt so, I felt so sad that I could not get through this game and I loved it so much. And uh, I, I always tell people that I never actually truly beat Sonic 3 until like a year after when I finally fired it back up and, and just like focused my day on that barrel and finally got through that was pretty much pretty much my grand achievement in that game you know uh, I, I say this all the time because everyone talks about this but I never had that problem you know never had the barrel problem no, really never yeah just press up and down up and down yeah I don't know yeah, I think I think the thing that threw, I mean I remember this. I think what threw me off and probably everyone else is maybe when, when you jump on those barrels, sometimes it feels like you're jumping is what controls how high and low they go. So I would yeah. just endlessly like try and you know I would try and jump up and you know the barrel would fly up and you'd kind of like land on it to push it down. I wonder if that that was what got me anyway. I oh, thought that like the jumping physics pushed it up and down, which it did not. Yeah, probably. I, I remember, uh, I, I only, since we didn't have internet back in the day, I only found out about this whole barrel thing uh, when I got internet and started joining uh, the Sonic Stadium and the Sonic Farms. Because until then, I thought it was uh, just a regular gimmick of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you were just an outcast looking in. You're like, I don't understand what all these kids are talking about. <laughs> I don't understand all these memes and Why pictures. Why am what, I different? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Though, so that's how you got into into Sega games. Um, did you become? So, did you get involved with with Sega gaming from that point on, or did you at some point go go back to Nintendo or other gaming systems, or did you stick stick with Sega? Um, I've always. 
I've always been kind of, I mean, obviously since I have the, the history of Nintendo, I've always, I've always appealed to Nintendo too, but no, even, um, even after the Genesis kind of, uh, went its way and I had a Nintendo 64, that was my next console, uh, the Genesis was always plugged in, like I always played Sonic games on there. Um, I didn't, you know, this was, Again, you know, it's, it's hard to not talk a, like in the back of the day type of thing, but, um, you know, when I, when yes, I had my yes. Sega Genesis... C- continue, any, continue, game, my friend, continue. Yeah. You kids have it so good these days, God, you, you just never, you'll never understand. The, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of games, so, you know, even though I, I'm definitely an avid Sega fan, I love Sega, and, um, you know, I always had fun playing my Genesis and my other my other Sega uh, consoles, Dreamcast, came here later on. Um, I didn't have a lot of games for it, you know, it was basically like, if I got a game, you know, I wasn't old enough to have money, so it was basically, if the, you know, the parents or family were kind enough to, to gift me one during a birthday or Christmas, that was about it, you know, so I didn't have... Huge library, so I just kind of stuck with what I had. So it was a lot of, you know, I'd come back and play my Sonic games. I think I had a few, I had a few weird, weird ones because my older brother. Um, I think I had like a Mickey Mouse game. I had a Beavis and Butthead game that I played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of strange for the age that I was, but uh, it was fun. I liked it. I don't know if any of you guys uh, listening have played that Beavis and Butthead game. It's almost like a. It's not really a point-and-click adventure game, but it's very, it's very. Similar, you know, you have to like collect items to get to where you know you have to like use items to get to items to get to the end. It's a bit strange. Yeah, um, I, I know about the game. Never played it though. But yeah, I know about it. But no, I guess uh, to answer going going forward, yeah, I mean, I always had the Genesis hooked up and I played what I had, and sometimes I would rent stuff. But but 64 Nintendo 64, I, I have to admit, I I spent a lot of time with that when I got. 64 with Ocarina of Time. I mean, you know, that, that game kind of was the game. You know, it took over, and I had tons of fun with that. That game actually got my dad involved. That was an interesting time. My dad actually, like, watched me play Ocarina of Time. Um, but, no, I actually have a really good memory with the Dreamcast, because, uh, you know, Sega had kind of... Of course, the Saturn here in, in America was just kind of non-existent it just it didn't really take off you know obviously we all know the history bad bad planning bad decisions in sega's end but uh the dreamcast came around and i remember walking into a toys r us and uh, seeing that demo kiosk with sonic adventure and i haven't you know i hadn't seen sonic since his 16-bit days and i walk up and there he is in full 3d graphics and i'm I'm just, you know, this like this is probably one of my most vivid memories of it because Sonic Adventure is one of my favorite games, maybe because of all the nostalgic things attached to it. But yeah, that that moment when I got to spin dash in 3D and fight chaos and in that uh, that that demo, uh, that was just that was it. Like I had to I had to play it. I had to have it. Sonic was back and I didn't have it. So out of the kindness of my mother's heart. She actually won a contest that allowed her to pick basically a bunch of prizes that probably would have benefited her much more than me, but Dreamcast was actually one of them, and she said, here, I'm going to pick the Dreamcast, and you're, you know, you're getting a Dreamcast, and it was not like a, you know, a birthday or anything, she just knew that I wanted it that badly, and uh, we went out and bought Sonic Adventure when it came in, and uh, that was pretty much where my next Sega Adventures went, I had you know, the Dreamcast, played lots of that. Um, that we, that's actually a really nice story. 
Yeah, yeah, she's she's been great to me. You know, she's she's gone through some things recently that uh, you know it, it makes me happy knowing that she's she's been that way. She's always looked out for for the kitties first, and she's always been a great mom. But yeah, I can always look at you know I can look at the Dreamcast on very fond memories, which is great because you know everyone generally Sega fans usually love the Dreamcast, so it's yeah. great to have those memories attached to it. But yeah, I mean obviously. At that point, Sonic, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Shuffle, Sonic Adventure 2, I played all those. Um, I actually got Shenmue from a friend that, and this is funny, because uh, this is how this is how me and KC met, was through my experience Shenmue that I did on Twitch. Exactly. Uh, I was trying to, trying to share the, the awesomeness of Shenmue. And um, I remember back then, I had the Dreamcast and I loved it, but... My friend was like, guys, you have to you have to play this game called Shenmue. Like, and he tried to describe it to me. And me and my friend, we just kind of like looked at him. We had this face like, that game sounds so dumb and so boring. Like, why would you <laughs> play that game? And, you know, we kind of gave him, we gave him crap about it for a long time. And eventually he's just like, look, just borrow this game and, and play it. And tell me what you think. And, of course, how wrong we were. It was... Know, one of the best games that I you know, have ever played. It's probably well, actually, I did I did say in one of the videos that I released for Experience Shenmue that it is the uh, it is, in my opinion, the best video game series. It's the best experience that I've ever had. It just kind of it does things that I have never seen video games do since, and it's just it's it's a great thing. That's why I put all that time into Experience Shenmue. But he actually gave me that copy of Shenmue, so I do have that now for. For my playing pleasure, that's what I played when I played it on Experience Shenmue. Awesome, awesome. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, why uh, this man is on the show. Because he's got good taste, you know, Shenmue and all. So, yeah. Everyone yeah, knows Casey, of my Casey of my actually, love uh, he came on the next day on the show, and he he told he told a tale of a crazy guy he met on on Twitch because he was obsessed with trying to <laughs> give you the full experience of Shenmue. Would you like to share what what you saw? when I was playing the game. Yeah, the, the full experience uh, consisted of, of getting all the the toys, the capsule toys as well. So, so yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember, and the, the, the crazy thing is I actually sit there for about two hours uh, watching you try to get all the, the capsule toys. So it, it's, it's addictive. As per says, sounds familiar. I, I got it, and I tweeted him, and I, I, show, I showed him my, my badge of honor, my prize, my plastic, uh, some afterburner. It was the, the afterburner jet, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yes, so. Yes, I believe so, yes. It was, it, it, was the, it was the prize, my pride and joy. Yeah. And crazy people were, were actually willing to watch me sit there and crank out capsule toys. And I guess I was even crazier for sitting there and doing it for two hours, but we got it. We got everything in that uh, in that capsule toy machine. As per K says, I was there for that too. Daytona and all. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. So yeah. So sometimes, sometimes some madness of my completionist and perfectionist skills, uh, not skills, my perfectionist ways, <laughs> uh, on my Twitch channel. Uh, we were going for the Daytona. What is that called? The Hornet. The Hornet car. Yeah. 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 And. Unfortunately, we never did get it. I don't know what RNG God was, you know, trying to strike me down that day. But I did never get it, and we spent, we spent literally way too much time. But 
Eventually, madness set in, and uh, as I was cranking out capsule toys, I just played the uh, the uh, Daytona theme song. Just blared it on the stream while I'm cranking out capsule toys. <laughs> Daytona. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're getting into what makes the your channel so great, uh, or crazy, or crazy and great, or crazy great. It's a, you know, it's probably a, a matter of taste, but it's a little of both, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you get, you get into uh, all this the streaming thing? Um, what, what, what kind of thing possessed you into thinking you could do this? Oh, complete insanity. That's all. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Twitch, Twitch kind of just came out of nowhere. Uh, I don't even, I, I can. Honestly, to tell you, I don't remember why I even went to the site at all. I, if, if my memory serves me, it may have been I was on my Xbox 360 one day, and um, the Twitch is like, download Twitch app, and I'm like, what, a, what is a Twitch? You know, what does that mean? <laughs> so I, I looked at it, and I downloaded it, and I'm like, of course, it, as most things, kind of like when I mentioned Shenmue earlier, like, I looked at it, and I'm just like, why would anyone want to watch people playing video games? So, you know, I, I turned it on and I, I watched a little bit and I'm like, well, this is kind of interesting. I get to check out some games I've never played and some of these people are pretty interesting. And um, I eventually looked into it and I was like, well, it doesn't look that hard to do. And, and I've always I've always been um, fond of the experience video games give you with groups of people. I mean, that's the reason why, obviously, like, you know, you run a, you know, run or, or uh, you know, run Radio Sega is why you, you know, want to share your love of Sega with things. I like sharing video games with people, and it seemed like a very personal, almost intimate way of doing it. At least that's how I viewed it, so when I tried out streaming for the first time, it just, it was what I wanted. It was, it was really nice to be able to fire up You know, whatever game. Let's say I'm gonna fire up, uh, you know, Shenmue or, or a Sonic game. Maybe you know, I, I played like Sonic Adventure uh, a few times in my early days. It's awesome to you know play with like-minded people. Like, yeah, I love this game. You know, I love this level and I love this music. You know, you get the immediate feedback, getting to share the experience of a video game with people, and, and that's something that really drew me in and, and gripped me. And that's that's pretty much why I've stuck it out so long. But. Uh, That's, that's pretty much how I got into it, and that's why I've, I've decided to try try to take the path of a, of a full-time streamer. So, Interesting. hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, it's funny how you, you uh, mentioned Radio Sega compared to... Because when I, I, I have to admit, I'm not big on watching other people play games. Mm -hmm. So, uh, your channel is, at the moment, the only channel I actually watch. Um, Score one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but one of the reasons for that is that it, it kind of the the, the, the whole uh, the mood behind uh, with the channel and the people in the chat room and everything it kind of reminded me of Radio Sega and how we are doing live shows because you know everyone knows each other everyone is uh, really nice to new people um, they're very welcoming and everything. It's, it, It kind of reminds me of what we have on Radio Sega. Uh, people usually say we have a really nice community. They don't know us that well. 
and that's that's actually how I felt. I felt uh, welcomed. I felt people were really nice to each other. People were actually. I think people uh, watch you probably every day. Some people, um, or, or at least they're, they're regular uh, viewers of your channel, and that's actually something that I can relate to because. We do our shows, we have people that always listen to our shows, they know us, we know them, and that's what I, I feel happens on your, your channel. You actually interact with uh, the people viewing, and um, I believe you're, some of them are your friends now, because of the, you, know, uh, you actually talk a lot during the, the, the stream as well, and, uh, that's actually kind of the, What, what got me into watching uh, the, the stream regularly. So yeah, I, I liked how you compared it to. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you said that. That's how that's how you felt when you you know how the stream came off when you came in because uh, that, that's really that was really my goal after after kind of taking in you know obviously when you want success on something you kind of you, you always want to look to people who've been successful so I you know I've looked at people successful on YouTube and on Twitch and I you know I some people do they you know generally they kind of do you know how I do it or they you know go for like the full show approach or they just go for the full you know skill or comedy or whatever you know there's a there's a lot of uh, I don't know I feel like there's a lot of I don't want to say I don't say this in a bad way. But I feel like there's a lot of theatrics on Twitch and YouTube lately, where it's like there's a lot of this like you know shouting, look at me, look at all these things going on. And it's not really you know we've lost focus, or at least you know maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you can lose focus because that's how you're, you know that's how you want to conduct your show. But yeah, I mean I I wanted I wanted a bare bones approach after I kind of figured out what I wanted with the stream. I wanted to, you know for you or anyone whether you've been there. For, you know, a year, or you've never been there at all, for you to go in and be like, I can enjoy this game, I can talk to the streamer, and I can just enjoy, you know, a community that, you know, likes to talk to each other, likes to share, you know, hey, I did this today, or hey, I played this game today, or hey, you know, what's this game about, and think about playing it, and, you know, it's great to have that tightly knit community, and obviously, you, you start to lose that when things grow, but hopefully... The way I've conducted my stream, it, it won't really matter a whole lot if, mm -hmm. if, and you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, things get things get more uh, more uh, intense with with viewers and things like that. But that's something that I guess maybe is my personal approach to content creation is trying to give you, you know, a welcoming experience, trying to give you the game that I'm playing versus the you know the show, you know, trying to be like, look at. How many followers I'm getting? Look how many donations are coming in. Look how you know. Look at this. Look at that. Go check out this link and that link. Like you know, it it gets a little overwhelming even for someone who's you know aware of those kind of things going on to to watch other people's shows. And I don't I don't say that in a way that like you shouldn't because if you if you like to do that kind of stuff, do it. I mean you know all the power to you to be able to to pull off shows like that and to bring in people. But yeah, I, I like what I do. My channel, and I, I think it pays off. You know, it's it's a slow growing process because of that. I think as well, but you know, I I kind of pride myself knowing that even though you personally, you know, you don't like watching people play games, that at least my approach is nice enough or you know entertaining enough to where you're willing to to check things out and kind of hang out for a while. I mean, that 
if, if you're willing to, you know, use your time to watch what I'm doing, I mean, you've made my day, so. Yeah, nicely said. I, I actually feel that while I'm watching you, 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 and I, probably some other people think this way as well, but uh, I think that you're welcoming people to your house. You know, that's how I feel, the whole approach you're taking. Uh, mm -hmm. As you said, there's too many theat theatrics with, with other channels. Uh, some people like it, uh, I think, but um, from my point of view, I think it's better to you know, stay simple and uh, it's, it's, I don't know, it's a familiar approach, I think, and that's what I like about your channel. Yeah. So, uh, how long have you been doing this, by the way? Oh, um, I believe. Um, it does now. I did start. I did start doing this. It was a hobby originally. Like it was like I want to check this out, see how things are, and it, it definitely grew into a labor of love. Uh, you know, a hobby turned into a bit of a uh, an obsession. Um, but I believe that it's about two years now, and it's strange knowing that I've been on for two years and uh, I put a lot. Of, you know, I put a lot of time into it. And I think a lot of people think that time equals viewers, but it it depends on your approach to things. So the uh, yeah, I think the anniversary for the stream comes December, so two years. Nice. It sounds like uh, Twenty in uh, the IRC chat suggested I stream Radio Sega during certain games. I don't. I I thought of that, but I didn't know what. I mean, I I when I listen to to music, I always put links to the places that I stream from in my profile, but I never, I didn't do it because I didn't know what the, uh, the the feeling of that was from Radio Sega. Is that something yeah, that would be... Yeah, no problem okay. on your end. Yeah. Feel free to. Yeah. 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 Okay. So anytime you like to do it, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but yeah, that's, that's an, a nice, nice suggestion. And, uh, maybe we'll have something to share in the future as well. We're always looking at different stuff on Radio Sega. But that's something that we'll, we'll discuss later. Uh, mm -hmm. People are discussing Nintendo Direct as well, um, which is coming. What's a Nintendo? What's a Nintendo? I don't know. This is Radio <laughs> Sega. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you said you, you're a full-time uh, streamer. Uh, what does that mean and how uh, did you actually end up taking that route in your life. What, what's the, uh, what does that mean, um, you know, for, for your life, your budget, etc.? It, it, it's a challenge. I mean, unfortunately, I'm I'm crazy enough to, to do a full-time stream without the safety net or luxury of having partnership on Twitch yet. And it was something, and I, I mentioned this just a second ago, it's it's a labor of love and it's become kind of an obsession. And obviously, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of times the hobbies that become things that consume you are generally things you should maybe consider doing as a job. You know, I, there, it, it, it's been said in a different way, maybe, but you know what I'm saying, you know, if you... If you like doing something enough to where you want to put time into it all the time, and it's you know it's possible to maybe make a living out of it, why not try it? And that's what I, I try to do. And it's it's a very double-edged sword. It's very challenging because I mean I'm sure you're aware of it, just as anyone who makes content on the internet is aware. It's just 
there is there's an incredible saturation of watch this, listen to this, you know, do this, click here. That it's it's hard to stand out in a you know it's, it's like being in a school of fish and you're like hey I'm fish in the middle you should you should look at me and you're like I you know you can't you're like why I don't know I can't see you you know but uh, our um, our approach is better because we do listen to us or else so. <laughs> 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 maybe maybe that's where I've been going wrong. If you don't listen, then we'll we'll find you. I think we'll that's, you I think we'll that's why we're getting less listeners these days. Uh, <laughs> probably doesn't have a connection at all. I don't know. Uh, please go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm planning out something now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I would not suggest for most people to take the approach I have. It was just kind of a. It was one of those things I wanted to take a leap of faith and see where I landed. You know, I wanted to I wanted to put all of my effort into it because it kind of it kind of consumed my my daily life when I was at my you know my nine nine to five job doing whatever. Most of the time I was there, I'm like, what can I do for my Twitch channel? What can I do here? What can I stream? You know, like that was pretty much anytime I was not you know doing my job that I had to do, I was trying to figure out things, and I'm like, you know what? I think it's time that I should just try and do this. And unfortunately, you know, not everything has, you know, a beautiful ending. And the ending's not written yet, but it, it's become very difficult. And, um, but I, I love to do it. I keep trying. But as far as a life of a full-time streamer in my shoes, it's, you know, it's become very challenging. It was something that um, I had the fortunate uh, ability to rely on some people around me to kind of help me out while I pursued this dream. Um... And uh, it's getting a little bit rockier now, I have to admit. But you know, I'm not I'm not trying to assert, you know seek pity or anything. It's just you know to be yeah. to be honest about it. That's pretty much how it is. And you know, it, it would be in a better I would be in a better place if I had hit partnership already, or if I had more viewers, or you know whatever. Obviously, the magic uh, solution is to you know starting to make money. And I I've always told this to my viewers too, is that you know people donating their time is is almost. Well, it is as valuable, if not more valuable, than, you know, monetary donations or whatever it might be, because you're spending the free time that you have watching some crazy guy turn out capsule toys on the internet, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it's, it's very humbling, and I, I love doing it. It's awesome to know that people love coming there every day and, and being part of my community. But, um, I... I only want to make money from Twitch so I can keep doing Twitch, if that makes sense. You know, like, it's not yeah. like, you know, I don't want to have my, my money sack full of cash and, you know, the 18, 18 hot babes, you know, in my, in my mansion because I'm taking all your money. You know, that's not really the point of content creation. It's because you like doing what you do. So, obviously, I would like to get to a point where I can say that I can wake up and pay bills and, and continue to stream for you guys without, you know, worrying the tax man's going to come take all my stuff away. So and and have the, the 18 hot babes as well. <laughs> and yeah, that it wouldn't hurt. You know, if it, it, one or two come along because, you know, I play video games for a living. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Um, so, so, at this point in time, you... you are people... Um, do you encourage people to donate? Because you don't get any anything from the, the the channel itself, right? Unless people donate, you're not getting anything out of it. Correct. Uh, yeah, and it, 
it's an unfortunate situation because I would honestly rather it be where they could just subscribe or, you know, make money off of, you know, advertisements or whatever because I, I don't I don't want them to, uh, you know, feel like they have to support me, you know, directly, but that is where the income comes. And I don't, I've, I've taken different approaches. I mean, obviously, you kind of have to play with, like, you know, what's the best option to say, you know, hey, if you like my stuff... You know, if you like my content, if you like my channel being here, you know, supporting, make sure that I'm still going to be on, I'm going to have internet, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've taken different approaches, but basically now, all I do is I just, I just have a little reminder that comes up in my chat. I don't mention it ever, because I don't like to bother people with it, because, again, I think it should be at a point where I can say that, you know, partnership is what, what brings in more money, but uh, it just says I'm a full-time streamer, and if you want to support you know, the content's still going, kind of like how most people do, you know, if you want, if you want, you know, such and such to, to be online for time and time again, and it runs for free, you know, you have to donate to keep it up and running, so, mm -hmm. uh, I, I pretty much just put a little thing up there that says, if you want the channel to keep running, you know, you have the option of supporting it, but, again, I, I always tell people, it's like, oh, I don't have money, so I can't, I can't help you out, you know, I just say, if you're here, and you're donating four to whatever hours that I'm streaming of your day, that's that's fine. You've, you've done more than enough that I could ever ask for. And if you're here, that's that's the first step to me getting the partnership. So if you're just in my stream, that, that's what's going to get things going. But yeah, financially, um, it's only through, through the support of my loving viewers. And my viewers have shown me some tremendous amounts of generosity uh, that I would have never expected. And, and it, it's... It's awesome to know that people enjoy what I do, but hopefully I can take the burden off of them eventually and just grow the community and become more of a well-established channel on Twitch. That would be my my ultimate goal. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, that's interesting. Uh, although a bit hard at times, I, I, I can imagine. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully people will actually uh, help out and mostly watch the channel because that's what it's all about um, we've been talking for a while now so I think we'll, we'll just take a quick music break um, we'll, we'll be talking about how people can reach you how, can, how people can uh, watch the, the stream and donate as well uh, but we'll do that after the surprise we have for you because we always have a surprise for you yeah. uh, be afraid uh, <laughs> we always have a surprise yeah You. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll play one of your tracks, one of the tracks you, you asked me to play, and this is a great one. It's called "Fly" from Yakuza 3. Uh, and when we get back, we have something. Uh, I, I'm sure our listeners know what it is by now, but uh, we'll have to wait. So, everyone. Keep listening to uh, Radio Sega. This is Fly from Yakuza 3. We'll have more with the Corn Dog Bandits in a few minutes.
Radio Sega. Playing the best Sega music. 24-7. Now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Welcome back to the Sega Lounge. And yes, it's time for the Sega Lounge Challenge. Um, so that, that's our surprise, Corn. Um, it's it's oh, the no. Sega Lounge Challenge. Uh, I didn't study. Yeah, I know. I know. That's <laughs> the whole point. Uh, so every week, uh, when we have guests on the Sega Lounge, we, we have them go through this kind of challenge, you know, uh, because we have uh, an imaginary seal of approval. Uh, maybe one day we'll actually do something and send the people that come on the show when they get the challenge. Real seal of approval, like the, the ones Sega used on their games. If any gamer knows, we, we all love imaginary awards when we try and exactly. do things in video games. We love to know that we're accomplishing things with, with the imaginary awards. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll get a, 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 an achievements system or trophy system. Yes. One day. Uh, uh, that day will not be today. No. Uh, I, I survived the Sega Lounge Challenge t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. That, that's an idea. That's an idea. So the Sega Launch Challenge can be anything, like the man said. You were existing for the man, but the man said it can be anything. Uh, it can be, maybe we can play in reverse music for you to identify. Would you like that? Ooh. Uh, yeah, then, maybe. Well, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do one. I, I'm just, I'm thinking that if I listen to the reverse music, everyone will be like, he's a phony, he doesn't know Sega at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that, it's not that. We, we can have, we can have quizzes, uh, we, we've done quizzes, we've done lots of different stuff. We've asked people to, to sing as well, but um, tonight we're going to do one thing we'll, we've been doing for, for quite a few weeks now, because it's, it's fun. And it gives us an excuse to play the 16-bit version of a certain um, theme song to a, a game show on TV. So it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for Sega Jeopardy! Yay! I, I'm probably the, one, the only one saying yay right now. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I'm excited, damn you. Uh, don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> so, Sega Jeopardy, are you familiar with Jeopardy? With your host, KC! KC! Are you familiar with Jeopardy? I'm sure you are. I I am. I uh, I don't I don't indulge too often, but uh, I did catch a little bit of uh, what, what was there was a there was some champion that was on there for like forever, like recently. He was he was on there for so long and doing so well that like the other champions wanted him to keep going so they wouldn't have to to play him or something like that. If I remember. I'm probably not that that type of guy, so yeah. You, you, I'll probably... You're only gonna be here for one night, but you can still win be... everything. <laughs> I'll be answering uh, who who goes fast and collects rings. Probably Danky Kang. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Best answer ever. Uh, so <laughs> we, we have lots of categories. Um, we have we have I don't know how many. We have, I think 
over 10 categories at this point. Uh, so I, I'm going to ask you to uh, select one of them. And I don't know, is it five correct answers? Uh, I think I think it's it's not good. I think we'll go with it's seven seven correct answers. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Let's yeah step it up a notch. So we have Sega consoles, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega characters, Sega arcade games, and Sega developing teams. For starts. Hmm. Some of those sound like up my alley. Some sound like I'll probably just pretend like I know what you're talking about. The uh, let's do let's do Sega consoles. Okay, so let's go with this one. <clears throat> this handheld system released in North America in 1995 allowed players to use Genesis game cartridges. Oh, that would be the Sega Nomad, or what is the Sega Nomad? I'm so oh no, Alex, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, are you sure? Is that your final question or answer that is or my question? Final countdown. Yes. Do -do -do -do. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> you're correct. It is the second one. I just high five myself. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so now we have Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega characters, Sega arcade games, and Sega developing team. Pick another. Sega characters. Let's try that. Okay, so I have a few new ones for this one. Uh, hmm, I, I'm sure this will be a bit too easy for you, but uh, this character's temper and lack of mercy earned him the nickname Mad Dog. In the English version of the game he's in, he was voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh, uh, uh, funny, that uh, actually... Uh, happened to me last night when I was doing something, but uh, that would be uh, Majima, right? Well, who is Majima? Goro Majima? Yeah, that's correct. Can I say yes, yes, obviously correct. I said it was too easy. <laughs> We're getting to the, the, the hard ones in, in oh, no. seconds. Okay, so um, let's, let's add a few categories here. Uh, so we have Sonic the Hedgehog. Sega Arcade Games, Sega Developing Teams, Genesis Games, and Saturn Games. Mm. Sonic, Arcade, Developing Teams, Genesis, Saturn. I wish I knew who Sonic was. <laughs> uh, let's do, let's get Sonic out of the way, let's do Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, so... A stage or zone in Sonic the Hedgehog 3 which featured music uh, that was later discovered to be a cover of a song by the Jetsons. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, da, 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 da. It's it's funny because I I looked into all of the like influences and history of Sonic Three music and oh my god I can't lie to me. Uh, I'm, go I'm gonna add a. a, a, a small hint here. The song itself is called Hard Times. Which probably doesn't help. It only helps people who know. Okay, exactly. <laughs> it's, so it's a stage um, or a zone in Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Which features yeah, this, this a cover of this song. I'm gonna try and guess here. Go through my vast encyclopedia 
Wikipedia of knowledge of Sega and Sonic. Um, oh god, it's not. Uh, I need an answer or a question. I, uh, um, Ice Cap Zone. So, what is Ice Cap Zone? What is Ice Cap Zone? Are you sure? I am absolutely not sure, but I will go with that. Well, I'm sorry to say it actually is Ice Cap Zone, so yay! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I've redeemed myself. Yes, I think. yes, uh, that's <laughs> it's, it's uh, the well known and beloved uh, Ice Cap Zone tune is actually a cover of a song by the Chetons called Hard Times. Uh, yeah, so, 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 we have three already, only four more to go, so, Sega Arcade Games, Developing Teams, Genesis Games, Saturn Games, and Dreamcast Games. Mm. Adding Dreamcast Games now. Let's, uh, let's do Dreamcast, That's that sounds interesting, we'll see what, okay. what goes there. So we'll go with this one. A port of an arcade classic, this sports game, released for the Dreamcast in 2000, lets you play as Evgeny Kofilnikov and Carlos Moya, among others. Unlockable characters included King and Master. Hmm. And this was a port of an arcade game. Exactly. You could play as Evgeny You were supposed to give me the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to... A sports game. It sounds like... Do you know Evgeny Kafelnikov and Carlos Moya? Uh, I do not. I am unfortunately not familiar. <laughs> I'm probably everyone's yelling at me like you were you were you don't know who those are? Probably. You know who they are? Probably not. Um let's see, let's see. Two thousand, so it was it was pretty close to the launch, but not a launch title. Um oh man, I don't even have a thing to guess. Sports game. Go with one. Sports game. Um Arcade sports game. That's what's throwing me off. Um, I assume it was some. I, I, I need I an answer. Yes, I don't know. It's it was it was Sea Man. Sea Man. <laughs> final answer. Um, no, I'm sorry. It could be. It could be. Uh, Yevgeny Kafelnikov could be. Form of the semen, but it's not. Uh, the, the answer was, what is virtual tennis? Actually, uh, so, Evgeny Kafelnikov. I think I, even, I haven't played it, but I think I own that name. Oh, Fa so famous bad. tennis players, uh, okay. and you could unlock King and Master, one of my favorite Dreamcast games, actually. Interesting. I'll have to go play that. <laughs> I have to go it's, play it's really it now. Nice one. Cry about my failure. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we need uh, we need uh, four more. So uh, right, you have. Let's do Genesis. I think I remember. Yeah. So let's do Genesis. Okay, so <clears throat> let's see this one. Developed by Game Freak, which you probably know for the Pokemon games. 
This action platformer was only released in Japan until it saw a Western release for the Wii's Virtual Console service in 2009. I believe I know this. Uh, Voltman? What is Voltman? Is that your final answer? Question, whatever. That, that is my final answer. It's actually not. It's what is Pulse Man? Pulse. Oh no! Alright, well, I'm deleting. I'm deleting my Facebook. But and no. yeah. <laughs> close but no, but no. Uh, cigar or cigarette. Why did I? Why did I think Pulse oh, Man? I don't even. I don't even know. But Pulse uh, Guess. Would you like to go with another Genesis game? Or Shh. Let's do Sega Arcade games. Super arcade games. There. Let's see, let's see. Let's go with this one. No, I think this one is a nice one. Developed by Sega a AM2, this 1987 game puts you in control of an F-14 Tomcat jet. It sounds like Afterburner. Uh, it's not After. It's not an Afterburner 2, is it? Uh, which one is it? Developed by Sega AM2, this 1987 game puts you in control of an F-14 Tomcat jet. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess afterwards. I'm probably gonna fail. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. So I need, I need a final answer. What? Final Which answer. Is? Afterburner two. That is my final answer. Damn you! It's Afterburner! Oh my god, Why? No. Why? I'm... I'm ashamed. <laughs> I, have ash I have shamed my Sega family. It's... It, it, probably Afterburner 2 was... was uh, also had an F-14, but uh, this was the 1987 game. Yeah. So, what else? We have... we also have Sega Music and post-Dreamcast Sega games. And Master System games as well. Unfortunately, I didn't get to indulge in Master System. <laughs> you slipping, dude. Twenty says I'm slipping. I know. <laughs> All right, let's do. Um, let's try post Dreamcast. We'll see what uh, see what we find there. Okay, so a tactical RPG with a unique art style. This 2008 original game was set in Gallia during the Second European War. It was recently re-released on Steam. I do know this, but I haven't played it yet. I have a long list of I haven't played it yet. Is that uh, <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles? What is Valkyria Chronicles? Oh, Valkyria Chronicles. I, I love that game. Is that the answer, though? Mm. That is... That is my final answer. That's correct! Valkyrie Chronicles. Redemption. <laughs> Valkyrie Chronicles Redemption. Coming soon to Steam. Um, they, they're actually been um, registering IPs between Valkyrie Chronicles and Japan, I think so. Maybe one day too. we'll get a sequel. Actually, a sequel to Valkyrie Chronicles 3. Wasn't the second one on PSP? PSP, yeah, and the third one as well. The third 
third one was never released outside of Japan. Sega, why you gotta, why you gotta do a, why you gotta do a guy like that? Yeah. So we need. Uh, well, let, let's go. Let's go with uh, with five correct answers. I think, <laughs> I think we'll go with five. This is harder than we'll I, just, I think. We'll just trim off those other ones and. <laughs> so, Sega Music, uh, Master System games, Saturn games, uh, Sega developing teams. Here, let, let's do one that I. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the ones that I know I'm gonna get wrong. Let's do Sega development teams. Sega development teams. Okay, so this team is responsible for such classic games as Outrun, Hang On, and Shenmue. Its logo is a palm tree. You're trying to you're trying to trick me. That would be AM2, I believe. What is AM2? Why am I trying to trick you? You're trying to trick me. I you you uh, you said AM2 earlier, and I you're, I don't know. AM what is AM2? That is my my final answer. And that is correct. Obviously. Oh, guys, I'm I'm coming back. I'm making that comeback, baby. So he's he's got five. I think we can go for seven. Only two more. So. Uh, We'll go for more, and if I fail, we'll act like it was always five. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go with Sega Music, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Born in 1967 in Japan, this well-known video game composer worked on games like The Revenge of Shinobi, Shenmue, and the 8-bit versions of Sonic the Hedgehog. And Streets of Rage as well. I'm adding this, but... I don't... I don't know. I, I don't know. I couldn't even give you a name, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm gonna, yeah. gonna let me come up with something funny. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Um, it, it's probably. It's it's probably Fukusan. What? Who is Fukusan? It, it could have been. It could have been. But I don't think he was born in 1967. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of that, it's wrong. But, uh, the, the answer was who is Yuzo Koshiro? Koshiro! <laughs> uh, yeah. I, did, he, I feel he bad. I did not. I, I mean, I haven't looked at uh, composers a whole lot other than like maybe some major ones, but no, I did not. I had no idea. Yeah, he was. Uh, Trini says, I didn't know the question until he mentioned Streets of Rage. Yeah. Uh, it's he's a well-known composer. Uh, let's let's go with the. We haven't turned all you Sega. All, you, all these Radio Sega people are gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to school me on all of this stuff I don't know. You have to teach me the ways. Hashtag Sega Education. Yeah. <laughs> so. Put me through Sega school. One last one. One one category we haven't done yet. Um, this classic Saturn game. Let's you fly around in Nightopia. A Christmas themed version of the game was also released. Alright, now you're being kind to me. And thankfully, thankfully, you, you, you realize my my small plethora of Sega knowledge. And, <laughs> uh, what is Nights into Dreams? Ooh, close, close, close. So close it's correct. Oh my god, it was so close I could taste it and it tasted like Nights in the Dreams. <laughs> Esper K says, KC being kind, what is this? Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't. 
Okay, so he I told me he was very ill before we recorded. That must be <laughs> exactly. Probably, probably. So I think it's 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 okay. We, we've done we've done six correct answers, which is actually pretty good because I sometimes uh, I sometimes get way over my head and I just throw some hard questions at people. And, uh, being too kind and then I'm, I'm being a douche so yeah this this is not a, an easy game uh, I'll tell you that so, so that's that's well done well done you, you get the Sega Lounge seal of approval oh baby Woo! yeah can oh you taste God. it because I can't because it doesn't it, exist uh, it tastes a little it tastes a little like that that frozen Sonic ice cream with the melty eyes <laughs> it's a little like the blueberry raspberry whatever it is yeah Poor, poor guy, poor guy. What happened to his ass? I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> that being said... Uh, we saw Sonic Boom before, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that concludes the Sega Launch Challenge for the week. Uh, well done to the Corndog Bandits. Uh, we'll, thank you, thank you. We'll just take a quick break. We'll play a couple more tracks. And we'll come back with the After Hours segment of the show uh, to close things off. Uh, to talk about how people can actually find your channel and donate and everything uh, and so people can go and watch the that Ninto what I can't even say the name I don't know what it is the, the direct thing that people are talking about or with yeah, that company I, in Japan yeah that word when I say it it's like Fonzie trying to say sorry or something like <laughs> nah, 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 no yeah I don't know yeah, doesn't you guys are weird exactly so that was Sega Jeopardy. I leave you now with uh, Return to the Toxic Caves from Virtual Sonic. And uh, we'll be right back with more of the Contact Bandits.
listening to the Sega Lounge with SSF 1991 Donnie. and KC only on Radio Sega. Okay, so we're back. Uh, th- this is nice. I, I was a bit uh, distracted by our, our conversation. Uh, but we're back. This is the Sega Lounge, and I'm here with the Corndog Bandits. Welcome back. It's been a, a fun show, fun talk so far. And after that whole excitement of, of, the, um, of the Sega Lounge challenge, um, it's time to just wrap things up and uh, basically tell people uh, how can they can find you where they can find you and uh, I believe you have a, a special announcement as well yes yes I do uh, yeah so if you'd like to stalk me a little bit easier than just listening to me on Radio Sega um, <laughs> the, uh, the, ma- the main place that I'm at is obviously Twitch um, obviously that's where uh, obviously where the connection the meeting began between me and Casey so twitch.tv slash the corndog I am basically there Almost every day. Um, I'm usually crazy enough to stream on days that I say I'm going to be off. So, uh, yeah, you can find me there. And I've got a lot of information on my profile if you want to kind of look at some of that. There's a lot of information on the channel, the schedule. I'm basically live um, for about eight hours. I know it's a lot. Uh, It might change a little bit, but, uh, yeah, eight hours a day generally. So it is kind of full-time job schedule. 
And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at, uh, at CorndogBandit. That's uh, 100% the best way to know when I go live because Twitch is kind of iffy on their notifications. And Twitter, I always, always post a tweet the immediate second I post, or excuse me, when I hit the uh, stream button. So that's a good way to not only uh, obviously get in contact with me and, and talk with me and ask me things, but to uh, know exactly when I go live so you don't miss anything. Awesome. Um, and I've got some other things. I mean, it's not all that important. It's kind of just for the community I run, but uh, I've got links to, like, YouTube, which actually some interesting things on YouTube are going to be happening. That's uh, youtube.com slash thecorndogbandit. Uh, I'm doing something with a friend. That's kind of a little announcement that I'm going to do uh, soon, too. But uh, So there, I've got an Instagram and all that cool stuff just to, you know, you can see stupid pictures of me because that's what we do on the Internet. <laughs> Um, but the, the, the main thing that I, I felt appropriate to announce on Radio Sega first, um, kind of for you guys, since we're all Sega fans here, um, is that uh, I believe, as of now, I'm going to be doing it today, starting today, probably in the next, like, two to three hours. Uh, I'm going to be starting a ex- an experience Yakuza stream event. To celebrate the upcoming Yakuza 5. I am super excited. That's a game that uh, had me more excited than Fallout, than Halo, than whatever. You know, everyone's like, Fallout 4, and I'm like, that's a funny way to spell Yakuza 5. (laughs) So, if you want to see all of Yakuza, now, I will admit a dirty little secret because of money and time constraints and the ability to find these, Sega... Uh, I do have to do the dirty E-word with Yakuza 1 and 2, but I will be playing them. So, Yakuza 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, debating on Dead Souls because it's not canon. Um, and I'm trying to lead up to Yakuza 5. So, yeah, experience Yakuza event. It's basically in the same spirit that I did experience Shenmue, where I'm trying to give you guys the best of Yakuza. Now, I'm sure we all know I cannot... Uh, realistically, 100% each one of those games because that would take just crazy amounts of time. But I'm going to obviously You're give you the full. You're weak. <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. I'll, I'll probably be done with it by the time Yakuza 6 is out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in like five years from now. Uh, I'm story definitely is going to come first. We're going to play through all, all those games. Uh, I'll probably try and dabble in all the little mini games you can do in each game so we all get to see what, um, you know, all of the side stuff's in. And if I get to the end of four, um, if I get to the end of four before five's out, obviously we all know there's no definitive date yet, just mid November. So I, that's why uh, time is kind of the essence. I don't know when they're going to drop Yakuza yeah, 5. So, um, so in three days, because. Mid-November, it's the 15th. Obviously. That would, I would be completely fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome on my, on my part. But, uh, but yeah, so that's that's what I'm going to be doing over there. So look forward to a lot of Yakuza. You guys can come experience it again if you've already played it or experience awesome. it for the first time, which would be awesome. Um, and then, so when we get to the end, if, we're, if Yakuza 5 doesn't help, I'm going to be doing what I mentioned to Casey earlier. I'm going to be finishing my... 100% file on Yakuza 4 until 5 comes out, which I'm already 75% done with, so we've got uh, a little hump to get over. And then when 5 comes out, I will probably be doing a launch party for that, probably like a 12-hour or when I feel like I'm done streaming it for the day type of thing. So lots of Yakuza to come, so I'm super excited for 5, and I think this is a great 
expose people to the game series, to the story, because hey, if we can get more people to buy five, maybe we can get some other games, you know? Yeah, I would love to get the, the, the spin-offs, the, what's it called, uh, Ishin, the one that's set in, in feudal Japan and stuff, and Kenzen as well. Yeah, What's those look. Uh, I have here. a viewer that is a big, uh, big Yakuza fan too, and he tells me those games are just so much fun. And yeah, I agree. I would love to have those. They're like I think you do like gun and sword play, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. And obviously, with the the team of Yakuza making a game like that, just sounds like a blast. So exactly. I I was thinking of importing Ishin to for the PS4, but uh, I don't know. I think. That, the language barrier is is too big for me. That's, that's I, I like to understand what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> that yeah, that's so yeah. A lot of people I know like well, we just you know like people are saying import Yakuza Zero or import you know the new Kiwami. But I I'm so stubborn because I love the you know I maybe I'm just guilty of you know wanting. Uh, to know everything that's going on versus just playing the game, but I love the story in those games so much that I don't want to play through them and just be frustrated not knowing what's yeah, going on half exactly. the time. I enjoy so much of the dialogue and the story and all the characters. Yeah, Zero, I'm definitely not important because you know it's important to the main storyline, so I wouldn't get anything. But the music is so good. I really wish uh, Sega would release the, that game over here. All of them, but yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, to experiencing Yakuza with you. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. So twitch.tv forward slash the core dog bandit. Don't forget. Uh, don't forget. Where is that? <laughs> where is that Ryo Hazuki sound clip? Uh, where, where is it? You promised. I have it. Uh, oh God. I don't have it. What happened to my... Oh, there we Don't go. forget! There we go. Don't forget! You, you, you can't listen to the, the sound effects, but they're playing. They're playing. So people are, are enjoying, no, I, I, enjoying Rio Hazuki. My, my, recent, my recent experience showed me I can hear. I can hear Corey Marshall's voice when you said it. <laughs> Don't forget! Don't forget. Uh, and by the way, if you if you love Shenmue, you should check out our podcast, the, the, the interview we did with Corey Marshall. We made him sing or... Um, read the lyrics to current pop songs in Ryo Hazuki's voice. Oh, that sounds so great. I will have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, th- that's that's it for, for our interview. One thing I should have asked uh, in the very beginning of this interview, but I actually forgot. Um, where did the game, the, the name come from? The Corndog Bandit. I should have started uh, with this. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Um, it it's it's more of a it's more of a nostalgic story for me more than anything. But uh, long story short, basically, uh, back in the Xbox days, the original Xbox, you can't call it the Xbox One, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> I played I played a lot of um, Rainbow Six Three. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but it, it, it's a really great tactical shooter. Like it, I don't know. In my opinion, it's a very good first-person shooter because it's very reliant on your own skill and your own ability to you know plan your your attacks and things like that but anyway um i I met a a group of people on there you know it was actually one of those nice occasions where i actually became friends with uh, a large amount of people um just solely through playing those games online and um we we were friends for quite a while and you know it came to the point where like when halo 2 came out we would just sit in custom games and just chat and you know dick 
stick around and do whatever and have a good time. And uh, the, the conversation came up about how much I I, I loved corn dogs. Uh, and it wasn't like a, it was just kind of one of those things like, you know, corn dogs are just really good. They're so great. And uh, I, was, I was talking about, they're just so delicious. I would do anything for them. You know, like I would, you know, if I had to, I would, I would steal them if I could. And um, this, this one of the, the people uh, that I met on there, he's like, so you would just be a corndog bandit then, wouldn't you? And we all just had a good laugh, and it was a really interesting name that kind of just always stuck with me. Uh, and that uh, is how it was born. So I love corndogs apparently enough to be a corndog bandit. And thus the legend begins. <laughs> the saga? <laughs> the saga begins. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a dramatic turn with my, my head towards the camera. You can't all see it, but just imagine it in your head. The saga begins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic. classic. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Corn dog Shenhua. Uh, um, Trini says corn dogs are great, especially the breakfast variants. Those are good. The pancake sausage variety, those are good. Okay, so so yeah, um, we're done. We have a few minutes left just to uh, remind everyone that, uh, first of all, there's a Nintendo whatever thingy coming, so be sure to check that out. Still uh, don't know what that means. Yeah, people are talking about it, so yeah. Uh, other than that, in a couple of hours, there's RSN Live on Radio Sega. Be sure to check that out as well. Radio SE.GA forward slash shows. You have the full programming schedule there so if you're feeling like watching well oh, not watching uh, listening to a, a radio show with Sega music and uh, stupid stuff that we talk about uh, be sure to check those shows out um, and uh, I think after RSN Live we have Sega Mixer Drive tomorrow at 9pm Western Europe so yeah the, the rest of the schedule is there on that RadioSega.net page don't forget to check it out if you'd like to watch someone play games and uh, be entertaining twitch.tv forward slash the corndog bandit our guest for the week if you're listening to the podcast version check the description the show notes because I'm gonna add all the um, the links to twitch and twitter youtube and you can just click them and go directly to the channel directly to you please understand uh, like i'm not bad on the eyes either <laughs> yeah so ladies don't forget uh, ladies <laughs> where's that sound effect again don't forget there we go Yo, uh, don't forget don't forget uh, yeah, so, um, Kordok, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this week's The Sega Launch episode. All the best for your channel. Um, all the best for your experience Yakuza streams. Um, and uh, thanks for taking the time to chat with us. And, yeah, you know, thank you so much for having me. It was awesome, and uh, hopefully hopefully one day maybe I will uh, haunt the airwaves again. But yeah, I had a great time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to my my wonderful tales and, and stories and trials and tribulations and all that crazy stuff awesome stuff anytime you want to come back uh, it's, it's going to be our pleasure I'm sure uh, especially, for, especially for the ladies uh, <laughs> so closing off the show uh, reminding you that we'll be back next week with actually uh, we have a guest already <gasps> it's, it's something new um, we have uh, Shantag the person behind the Outrun 86 blog. So
so we'll have an Ultron fan on the show next week so same uh, bad time same bad channel uh, <laughs> the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega we leave you with the final request by the Condor Bandits it's Supersonic Dance Attack which oh you got it yes yes which we haven't heard of uh, for quite some time and uh, you pointed out that we don't have it in the playlist for some reason actually rectify that so we live with supersonic dance take the 16-bit version i've been kc you've been listening to the sega lounge with the awesome the spectacular the corn dog bandits we'll be back next week bye-bye bye
Thanks for listening to The Sega Lounge. The show will be available in podcast form shortly. Download it from RadioSega.net, the iTunes Store, or stream it on Stitcher. Join us again next week for another episode of The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.